For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch from The Home Depot. Now, three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, I'm playing this song again. <laughs> How's everyone doing today? What is going on? Here we go. Let's see if this works. <laughs> so we are playing live on YouTube, Facebook. We're live on Spreaker. We're on iHeartRadio. We're all over the freaking place. How's everyone doing this morning? This is a band called The Boulevards. Lover's Hand Grenade. Oh, man. So, in case you're wondering, this is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. Coming to you live from Little Italy, San Diego. The greatest city in the world. How's everyone doing today? Oh, man. So, I know it says we're going to have a guest. What is going on? It says live video interrupted. What are you talking about? I got to tell you, trying to go live from multiple platforms is uh, a little bit more challenging than I'd want to (laughs) admit. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, YouTube. Good morning, Facebook. Good morning, Spreaker. Good morning, iHeartRadio. How are you guys doing this morning? Wow. I really like this band. Everyone sent me a lot of music, and I love I love getting music from people. But I got to tell you, I really dig this band. All right. We got to start playing other people's music again. Good morning, everybody. How's everyone doing today? Um, obviously, you can't talk back, but it is really good to see you guys today. And um, wow, I am live. How about that? <laughs> I can't see anybody on this. Anyway, so good morning. Um, this is Morning Gratitude, and um, I'm solo again. We may have to do a reset and do another show today. And someone's te- the guest that's coming on the show, or was supposed to come on the show, um, is texting me during this show, not knowing that we're live. Um, I, it's, so, as we see this... So, good morning, Bonnie. So, I'm on the air right now talking to you, Nicole. <laughs> so, 10 o'clock is going to be fine. Um... Anyway, it's all good. I'm reading these texts, and this is two days in a row. We um, lose our guest when we go live. So, anyway, what are you going to do? Life happens. So, good morning, everybody. Hope everyone's great today. Um, You know what? This is morning gratitude, as I said, and I am extremely grateful today because, look, we're kind of getting things figured out a little bit, and we still don't have, we still butcher the morning intro (laughs) every five seconds. This is crazy. We butcher the intro nonstop. I mean, it, we, we just don't fix it. And I'm looking at my screen on YouTube, and I got to tell you, I look a little goofy because it's a little bit delayed. <laughs> I got to turn this crap off. Oh, my God. Anyway, so today I'm grateful because we're making so much progress, and I very rarely talk about business. Um, I don't really talk about what I do professionally very often, 
And I, you know, typically this show is about gratitude, but, you know, I'm really grateful today and I want to talk about this. I'm really grateful today that this vision that I had for my company, Live Mana Worldwide, is coming true. Um, it has been one of the craziest she's and again here let's play this on the air hold on we're gonna get distracted we're gonna play live oh my gosh i am so sorry yeah i'm like in, when can i click on that link um to do this is it just better once <laughs> this is really happening in real life right away to you but i've got pretty much everything set and ready to go the moment he <laughs> this is what happens if you miss my show i'm gonna play your voice recording live on the air and <laughs> You know you're on the air, Nicole, when I say this. Um, so this is Nicole. She um, does PR and helps basically run Epic Fighting. And our guest is the founder of Epic Fighting. And he, um, yeah, so he's going to be, I think we're going to do a reset around 10 o'clock and start the show over. <laughs> but so right now, we're talking to you right now live on the air, Nicole. Um, anyway, so good morning. And so as I was saying, today I'm grateful because things are really starting to come together for the my my business, and one of the things that we do at Live Mono Worldwide is branding. So we work with products. So if you're somebody out there that is looking to um, white label a product, which means put your name on a product. So let's just go something generic because it's here, the Ura Coffee Cup. All right. So you. If you want to have your own coffee cup that says, you know, Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude or Dr. Such-and-Such Plastic Surgery, or if it's even better, a skincare line or cosmetics line and you want to put your name on it. That's one of the things that we do. And <clears throat> we also help with distribution. And ever since the merger of my company and Melissa Hall's company... They're really separate, but we've just merged our resources. They're separate entities, but we've merged our resources in a collaborative effort. We now offer digital marketing and we offer, I mean, everything you can imagine on the marketing front. So social media, your emails, we have a copywriter. We have all of these really, really cool resources that allow us to be a one-stop shop for people that are looking to really become a brand. So in being a brand, it's endorsements. So these influencers, let's just talk about influencers real quick. So influencers nowadays have just as much pull with the public as celebrities do. They are the modern day celebrity, hence the actual real name of our company. Um, Live Mana Worldwide is a DBA. We just go by Live Mana because that's my company. <laughs> so, um, but we, so influencers now are becoming brands. And if you're a brand, it's important that you have endorsements, um, whether it's bringing a sponsorship to you. So say it's a car, not like this, but you know, this is a Porsche, but not a real Porsche. Um, I'm radio audience. I'm holding a, I'm holding a, uh, freaking toy car in my hand. Anyway, so say you want a car endorsement, um, or you luxury travel brand was private jets or yachts or helicopters or hotels or beauty products or medical devices or whatever like part one of the services that we do have is that we bring endorsements to the influencer or the modern day celebrity as i prefer to call it um because we have access to media outlets like and, and tv networks it also allows us and it gives us a unique position to be able to get you on tv <laughs> get you in magazines, get you access to red carpet events so you can get exposure. Everything that you possibly could need and want for your brand, we set up and do. It's pretty amazing. I've just got to be honest with you. I really dig it. Um, I, I, I love what I do. I have an amazing team. I have a very talented team. And then, of course, we are blessed to have really great relationships all over the world that allow us to give, to make our brands or the human brands to make them international celebrities or modern day celebrities. So it's kind of cool. So I'm really excited about that and I'm thankful for that because it's been a lot of hard work and it's been a lot of craziness too because it's not exactly the easiest thing in the world to do. 
um, you know, that kind of getting all that together, it really took really the blessing of a strategic partnership. And so one of the things that I'm very, very passionate about, and that's why it's such a blessing to have this in my own company, is that I specialize in strategic partnerships, putting people together, putting brands together, putting companies together to be able to work on a project or, you know, either whether it's a full merger or just a partnership to do a couple of events, whatever. That's that's what I specialize in. Um, and then on top of working with the brand. So now having that resource and having the avenue for television and, of course, radio um, to be able to help bring awareness for your projects, for your brands, for your, your whatever your passion project is, we have those abilities um, literally to make you globally known overnight. It's kind of crazy. It's awesome. So it's a true blessing, but that's the beauty of having an awesome team. That's the beauty of strategic partnerships. So one of the things that I do, um, let's see, what is she saying here? That is, wait, oh, okay, very cool. You just log in, you can log in anytime. <laughs> See the message. Anyway, so I read something today that I want to share with you guys. I'm reading, um, well, let's put the, I actually, this is the Bible verse that it came in. Uh, Philippians 2. This is from my devotional, the John Maxwell Leadership Devotional. Um, Don't do anything for selfish purposes, but with humility, think of others as better than yourselves. Instead of each person watching out for their own good, watch out for what is better for others. Adopt the attitude that was in Jesus Christ. Okay, let me read the devotional because it's really good. Okay. Do not do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. In relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus. Think of a friend, colleague, family member, or mentor whom you greatly admire. Stop. Don't keep reading. Really think of a name and write it down. Now write five things you admire most about this person. I think you'll gain an interesting and important insight by doing it. So stop. <laughs> write it down. So if you guys are like watching right now, write it down. Write down somebody you admire. And write down five things you admire about this person. So it says, why did I ask you to do this? Because I found that most of the time, many of the characteristics we admire in others have to do with attitude. We admire and like to be around people who are positive, tenacious, and expectant. People with a good attitude lift us up and inspire us. When it comes to leadership, attitude becomes even more important. You need to see possibilities when others don't. Encourage people when they are feeling defeated and demonstrate commitment when others want to quit. A good attitude is an extra plus. Wait, a good, a a good attitude is an extra plus in life. It makes our lives better. It also makes our leadership better because leadership has to do with position, has less to do with position than it does disposition. The attitude or disposition of leaders is important because it influences the thoughts and feelings of people they lead. Good leaders understand that a positive attitude creates a positive atmosphere, which encourages positive and productive responses from others. Our attitude may not be the asset that makes us great leaders, but without a good attitude, we struggle to reach our full potential. So the reason I want to talk about this, good morning, everybody. Um, The reason I want to talk about this is because that is something that I was very fortunate at a young age in business. Hi, Bonnie. How are you? Um... I was very fortunate at a young age to step into a leadership position um, with a vice president title, which really didn't mean that much, to be honest with you. But I was very high up in command. I was in second in command. And I was an awful leader. Um, I was somebody that was very, very uh, egocentric, self-absorbed. Even though what we did I in that role... I. It, I was the vice president for this company. We, we, we worked with complex disabilities like muscular dystrophy, ALS, um, spinal cord injuries, cerebral palsy. And I was really passionate about that. I still am. I still get geeked out every time I see a wheelchair because I love helping and fighting for those people. And, but one of the things that I, you know, really had struggled with is that, you know, I was using that job as a mask to cover all of my other crap. 
And even though I was passionate for fighting on behalf of other people, that's about where my selflessness stopped because I was a selfish prick, an absolute selfish prick. I, I was a bad leader. I, people looked up to me. I was in a position of authority and I was a rock star salesman. It was doing really well financially, but I was a piece of crap. I was a bad leader. I would yell at people if, if people didn't, um, if they, if they didn't beat me in sales or if they weren't working hard, hi, Ennis, how are you? If they weren't working hard, I, I, I challenge, I challenged them, but in a very negative abrasive way. And I ran a lot of people off because I was a hot headed mess. And thinking about that and, 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 and I wasn't ready to be a leader and I didn't really, I don't know. I, I don't know if I even had it in me to be a good leader because at that point I was pretty broken and I, you know, I was just, I know I was living life wrong and I don't know how in the world I could have possibly been a good leader at that point. But so I kind of, after I went through everything that I went through and self-destructed and got into more of a very isolated, independent role as, uh, you know, what I was doing where it was, you know, being a broker, I didn't work with, I wasn't a teammate. I didn't have anyone to lead and it was just me doing my own thing. And I kind of forgot that I was a leader because I was, I mean, I, I was at every, every sports team, I was a leader. Um, you know, captain and, you know, I, 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 I was a very strong personality. So I had everything it took to be a good leader. But after all the stuff that had happened, I kind of, and I was just working independently. I forgot that I was called the lead and it's been dawning on me since I've been doing this prayer thing that I talked about, um, yesterday on the show, it's dawned on me that I, <laughs> It's dawned on me that like in this, these prayers that I am really called to do more than I'm doing now. I'm, I'm being called to be a leader. And I didn't even realize that even this platform and the things that I talk about and the people that I have on the show was also part of being a leader. And, and some of the things that I say and some of the things that I do has an influence on other people. And I don't really know if um, I, I didn't I didn't really appreciate that too much until recently. Um, I really didn't. Like I completely just I don't know. I don't know why it didn't dawn on me that responsibility. And one of the things that I really struggle with is conflict, because in conflict, I just want to come at you. <laughs> like I want to, I want to fight. I want to, um, like if you come at me, my first reaction is to pounce on you. And that's not, that's not a, a leader. Um, a leader is honestly turning the other cheek. The, 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 the le a leader is, you know, watching what you say and, and how you respond and then how you carry yourself. Now it's not to say that you can't be authentic because you should be authentic, but you know, also there's a certain, you can be authentically a butthead. And so I, I and I don't want to do that because I realize there's a responsibility for what I'm doing. And also in my role with my company, the way I can carry myself matters. It, it has an impact on other people. And so it's something that I'm going through and really, really working because one of the things that I pray for when I pray is that I become a leader like Joshua. Joshua in the Bible. Um, you know, when I, <laughs> I used to go by Josh all the time. And when I gave my life to Christ, one of the things that I did was I started going by Joshua. Actually, I started using my full name when I wasn't using the mayor uh, nickname. <laughs> um, but I, 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 I really like I, I wanted to do that because I wanted to remind myself of what I was called to be. And that is a leader like Joshua. And that is standing up for what I believe in. That is standing up for, you know, injustices or discrimination or all of the things that I stand against. Um, and it, it's been a reminder. But ever since I've started doing this prayer challenge that happened at my church... 
I, I've really, my eyes have opened more to how much I need to, to be a better leader and to work on that and to embrace that. And, you know, and that is not just on the show, but that is in business. That is in life. That is the way I carry myself. And it also is a motivation and an awareness that I need to do more um, to serve others, to empower others, to, you know, to, to guide others. And one of the things that I'm very passionate about in business is I love connecting people. I talked when we first started about being one of my specialties being strategic partnerships. And with the strategic partnerships, it's sometimes it's like taking two different companies that don't even make sense on paper. They, they really don't even look like they're, uh, they, they would be matches. But I have this vision... And it, and it just connects it. And, and when they when they're, are put together, they're able to go on and do just extraordinary things. It's awesome. And But one of the things that I pride myself and why I started, when I first started to brand myself as a beauty broker and taught myself how to build websites and do all that stuff and like everything I've been able to build on social media has been organic. But I... I um, but one of the things that I'm very passionate about is doing deals, business deals, where everybody wins. No one gets the upper hand on the other. Now, that rubs people the wrong way because there's a lot of people that always want, you know, everyone wants to get a leg up on somebody. I don't really like that because I think that when someone is not treated fair in a deal or a deal is not equal... What I think you lose, you lose the risk of is being able to do multiple deals. And I like doing business with people as in I don't want to do a deal. I want to do business with people. Like I want to do deals with people and then celebrate with them and, and, and then go on to do other deals. Because there's trust there. Everybody knows going into the, in, into the, in the, into the deal that we're all equal. And, and we're going to, we're going into, into this together. This is a true partnership. And again, whether it's a lifelong partnership or in a, a, in a, in a meantime partnership, I love seeing deals that are put together where everybody walks away winning. Now, what's wrong with that? There's really nothing wrong with that. Um, and, but that's, that's the mindset to which our company, Live Mono Worldwide and Modern Day Celebrity, operates by. We want everybody to win. And so when I envisioned Live Mono Worldwide, it was to be a like a hub for other companies. So whether it was media, like television, or radio, or product distribution, luxury travel, branding, white labeling products, all of it, to basically be a one-stop shop for celebrities or influencers or people that were of influence. So even plastic surgeons, doctors, um, dentists, attorneys, anyone that was wanting to brand themselves and, and, and really be, to become the authority in, in their field, I wanted to have the ability in one, one, under one roof to be able to do all of that. And so I'm grateful because that is starting to come together. And that's extremely exciting for me. Um, I had a great meeting with my team yesterday. Uh, we've added a really amazing guy in Washington, D.C. that's kind of helping organize the chaos that Melissa and I create. Um, because we are full of ideas and <laughs> we're meeting people and creating opportunities. And I love to create opportunities for people because I love seeing people's dreams come true. I love seeing if somebody invents a product and they wanted to get on TV, like to be able to facilitate that, be able to see their product or brand being in a movie or being able to see uh, their product get on QVC or HSN. Like that's exciting. That's really, really cool stuff, right? So I'm really happy that these things are finally coming together because I got to tell you, it has been a long struggle and it's not done yet, but... It's all happening. So I'm very blessed. Our, our website's being fixed and updated. Um, you know, there's a lot of things happening. There's about to be a website called thejoshuatberglund.com. 
coming out. And then Live Mono Worldwide is going to be redone. Melissa Hall's website is going to be done. And it's going to really showcase all of the different things that we're, we're, we offer and that we're going to be able to help people do. That's extremely exciting to me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm truly, truly stoked about this. Um, so that's great. And then, so I'm grateful for that today. That's a long, long, long gratitude explanation. But that's what I'm grateful for today because I'm finally seeing this come together. And it, and it also, it really confirms that all of these visions that I thought were just like daydream hallucinations were actually real things. <laughs> like when I would see the vision and go, oh, I get excited about that. Like I got to do that again. Or I want that. I want that to happen. But then when you're going, well, geez, that vision's like how far in the future? How hard is that going to be to, to make happen? And so the answer to that question is three and a half years. Three and a half years. That's not that bad, really. I, wish, I probably could have made it easier on myself, but you know what? It's funny because God brings people in your life at the right time, and, and that, I don't think that's by accident either because um, I sure as heck know I wasn't in the place to handle this a couple years ago. Um, and, but it, but I'm also in becoming very, very aware of the importance of being a good leader um, and being a role model uh, golly, I said role model. That's weird. I didn't really, I'm a role model. Man, I guess if people look up to you, you're a role model, right? Well, yeah, I want to be a role model. How about that? Maybe I am one, but I want to be a better one. I want to do better. And the prayers that, um, this prayer thing that I'm doing is the seven H prayer challenge I'm doing from the, the rock church put out is powerful. Because it's making, I'm like, I'm hearing God's voice in ways that I've never really heard it. Like it, it seems more clear because of the way I'm praying. Hi, Kathleen. Good to see you. Um, Bonnie says, I'm grateful to know good people. Oh, you're sweet. Thank you. Um, yeah. So this is, so I love this because this, these, this, this prayer that I'm doing and hold on, where'd my, where'd it go? It's in here. Oh, here it is. I want to go over this again. I want to talk about this. So the steps were admire, so praise and thank God. So that's your gratitude. Wait. So sit quietly and write what you think the will of the Father is. So you say, uh, or let's just start over. Admire. So you admire God. God is holy. God, you're perfect. You're holy. You're faithful. You never change. I can trust you. And you know, dear Lord, reveal your holiness and faithfulness to my heart. Give me a heart that appreciates you. So your gratitude. Wait. Your will for my life is perfect and complete. Or compete. <laughs> Wait. Your will for my life is perfect and compete. I think it's supposed to say complete. It may not always feel good, but in the end, it will not disappoint. Reveal to me your desires for my life, my gifts, and my talents. And then you write. So I have a notebook. And I'm just writing. And I got to be honest with you. So like I'm writing in this notebook and you can't see, if you're listening on the radio right now, you can't see this. This is why you should check us out on YouTube or check us out on Facebook. Um, but this, this notebook, usually when I write, like I'm, I'm, I write like a paragraph, right? Or a little bit more. I find myself writing multiple pages now because something about asking God specific questions and talking to him reveals a lot and then all of a sudden you just feel all of this stuff come through you and you can write so reveal to me your desires for my life my gifts and my talents so what is your will confession <laughs> oh boy that one's getting longer um i admit that i realize you've forgotten my sins that you see me as righteous and forgiven i accept your forgiveness and then you say please purify my thoughts about myself destroy my self-criticism and nurture and wait and nurture hopeful and positive thoughts about my relationship with you. Think about that. You can write a lot about that. Seriously, there's a lot there. There's a lot to like even your negative thoughts, like to write those down. Whether you consider it a sin or not is really not up for debate. But to write down your negative thoughts about yourself. And to ask to be purified of that, to be cleared of that, that could be a lot of writing. Like, seriously, that's a lot. 
stop, at least for me it was. So the other thing is intercession. Pleading with God on behalf of someone else. So an example would be, Lord, I know you're pleading for my mom, sister, or father. I know that you want them to know you, trust you, and love you. And then I, um, I want to join you in praying for blank. Lord, please bless blank with patience, new job, whatever it may be. So yesterday when I asked you guys and I put it on that post about praying for you, that's exactly how I prayed for you, is the way it was on this. So if you actually messaged me yesterday, I prayed for you like that. So then the other part is petition. Bless me, Lord. God bless me. You spir- God, God can bless you spiritually, emotionally, and financially. I know that you are giving me a desire to pray, to obey, and to develop a passion to read, serve, and love. Bless me with the healthy relationships, wisdom, love, patience, financial overflow, and a heart that wants to be a blessing to others. So here's something I heard in church that was interesting. If you promise to serve God, you will have all you need. So basically, all the gifts that you're asking for, like if you're asking for a financial abundance, which is perfectly okay, if you're wanting to use it for good, for other people, to serve other people. And yes, let your cup overflow, wealth, wealthy, wealthy, wealthy. But if you're wanting to use it to be, uh, to feed your narcissistic, and I'm only saying that because I, I know what that's like, um, no judgment because I was one. But if you're asking for those wealth for material things and, and you're not intending it to use it to benefit and empower other people, you probably won't get your prayer answered. Doesn't mean that you won't get the Ferrari that you want, but if you're wanting to be blessed uh, through, I, I, I don't think you can do that. I really, just like your gifts that are given to you are meant for other people, not for yourself. So bless me, Lord, with healthy relationships, wisdom, love, patience, financial overflow, and a heart that wants to be a blessing to others. I love that. And the last one is admire. Again, um, God, you are holy, good, perfect, and your timing is never off. Um, give me a heart that appreciates, worships, and honors you. So yeah, I'm, I went over that again. So if that annoys you, sorry, um, deal with it. But there's a lot of people out there that say they don't know how to pray. And I got to tell you something that I didn't either. I've been a follower now for, oh my gosh, um, almost three years now. And I didn't know how to pray. I thought I was praying. <laughs> I, I thought I was praying. But I'm not not like this. This is like changing so much. And it's it's so much more clear than it used to be. <gasps> Are they here? Or is my guest here? Jason Stewart's here. Wow. Guess what, everybody? Our guest is here. I, didn't, I thought we were going to have to reset the show. And we're not going to have to. Um, all right, guys. Listen, this is awesome. Hold on. I got to get his bio up. This dude's awesome. I'm really, really, really excited about this interview. Because he's one of the coolest guys I've ever met. And anyone who has a passion to do what he's doing and to take on... I just admire a lot. Where did his stuff go? Hold on. I'm looking for his bio. Forgive me, everyone that's listening on the radio right now. Um, I am just don't know where his bio went. <laughs> where did she go? Oh, here it is. Okay, found it. All right, check this out, everybody. So everybody listening on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Everybody watching live on YouTube, Facebook, and E360, thank you guys so much. So our guest, Jason Stewart, is the founder of Epic Fighting, an MMA, an MMA promotional company based out of San Diego, California, is a man of many qualities. To spend time with Jason and understand the method to his madness, as some would say, is a great honor. As a father of three, a successful multi-business owner, and a forward thinker, Jason has added value to many through his company's philanthropic deeds. I said the word right. And even his book, Fight Quotes, a a completation, oh my gosh, of quotes from the greatest fighters of all time. The inception of epic fighting, fighting eight years ago came after spending years of reading books and listening to podcasts and people talking about what you should do with your life. He learned that his love of fighting always seemed to fill his free time. 
When he wasn't working, he was training his daughter, training himself, or watching MMA or combat sports on TV or even live. When Jason is running epic fighting, selling real estate with Stuart Estates, or putting together epic mastermind experience, his goal is to change the world and the way people view it by shining a light and creating opportunities that many or may have never been seen before. Forgive me for not reading very well, but guys, I'm, I'm super stoked about this. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Jason Stewart to the show. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Mike. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. I'm sorry about traffic. I heard you got a little stuck this morning. Yeah, a little bit of traffic, but <laughs> Very good, man. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, first things first, Jason, what are you grateful for today, man? Oh, man. I am grateful for my epic fighting team. We got a show this Friday, and they are on it. Um, Harvey is putting together an amazing fight card. Tickets are selling. Nicole is picking up a lot of the, uh, the extra load that I usually have at these things. And um, my buddy Carlos in Texas has been designing after designing. We've been giving him like eight, 10 hour work days after his regular job, just designing. You know, we got, you know, oh, by the way, Frank Shamrock's gonna be there. We need you to design something. And Guy Martinez, we need you to make a video. And then, oh, by the way, Frank Trigg and Chris Lieben are gonna be our referees. So, you know, design a poster for them and graphics, let people know. And, and then, uh, you know, KJ Noons and JT Money, uh, Jesse Taylor and uh, uh, Dean, the Boogeyman Lister, are all going to be calling fights. And so we need some posters and some graphics for them. So it's just like every day there's something new that we find out that it's like, wait a minute, we got to let people know about this. And so uh, from the booklets to the next posters that we want to have ready for our next event at this event, they've been crushing. So the team has been killing it overtime, and that's my biggest gratitude for today. It's funny, yesterday I was working so hard, and it's, it's so interesting I'm on the gratitude show today because I had to stop for a second, and I was just in the zone all day for 10 hours. I was just like, wait a minute, stop for a second, smile, be grateful that this is going well. Like, it's a lot of work because it's going so well, and we're getting ready for the big crowd and things like that. Because not every show you know is going to, like this one, we, we're pretty much in the bag. It's going to be successful for you. We're just trying to capitalize on it. Not every show you know. You know, sometimes you have a big walk-up crowd, but you didn't sell hardly any tickets before. So I'm grateful for the, the team and what they're doing. Wow, man. I, um, I'm, I'm really impressed that you could even remember all of those names. So that is, <laughs> you were obviously grateful for them. Um, really, really quick. So I need to give a shout out really quick to the iHeartRadio audience. Everyone listening live on Spreaker, watching live on YouTube, E360 and be live. Uh, we have Jason Stewart here. Good morning, Facebook crowd. As always, good to see you. Bonnie, Kathleen, Nick Harris, Mike Chavez, Harold, Carl, what's up? Zinfu, Elizabeth, great to see you guys. Thank you so much for joining the show. Um, and our guest, Mr. Jason Stewart. Let me tell you something, man. I um. I had the privilege of getting to see some clips of Epic Fighting and what you guys do, the show you put on. And I thought, man, it's another one. When I, before I knew, before I saw anything, before I knew facts, I was like, oh, great. Like, we need another freaking MMA fighting event. Oh, no, 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 no. This is totally different. This is like the James Bond of Epic Fighting. Like, that, that's the way that I would describe it. Classy, high-profile rocking suits women wearing nice dresses just an epic beautiful event and yet you have extremely talented fighters coming from all over the world to our neck of the woods san diego to put on an epic show like what inspired you what's up lisa from london what inspired you to go this route where you could have just there's a lot of other cost more cost effective ways to put on a fight you decided to go first class all the way. What what inspired you to do that? Oh man, there's a lot of routes I could take to answering that. Um, but when you were talking about the kind of uh, the aura, the brand that we have, uh, I can go back. You know, I've been in real estate 15 years. I can go back before even real estate. My six years as a fitness trainer, through a lot of the training that I did. Believe it or not, I went to a 
So it was like eight hours a day for three days training that 24-Hour Fitness had in-house. And random thing, they ended up speaking one day a lot about branding. And they talked about, you know, they wanted all their employees from the trainers to upper management to janitors to understand that they wanted to brand an experience where people would pass two or three gyms to get to a 24-Hour Fitness. And they were trying to model Starbucks because people were passing three 7-Elevens and two other coffee shops to get to Starbucks to spend three times as much for a coffee because there was an experience that they enjoyed and they knew they were gonna get. And so I applied that to my real estate to an extent. And when I was starting the company, that, that always stuck with me. And I was like, what kind of experience do I wanna brand? And I noticed that people who didn't know a ton about MMA had this negative connotation to it. And there were shows to support their image of it. There were shows that were, you know, these backyard brawl type, you know, tough man, <laughs> not the most skilled fighters, and people in the audience want to get in the cage and, and, and do it too. When you go to a real MMA event, no one in the audience really wants to get in there with these guys. They, they could tell, they could see them and be like, okay, I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't have those skills. Um, and so it was like most of the martial, the true martial artists I know, are very even kill down to earth people. I mean, you, you remember MMA is mixed martial arts. Martial arts derives from discipline, typically. Disciplined people are the ones that are starting their own business, that move up high in the employee world, uh, that have the self control. Those are the real martial artists. Yeah, you, you're going to have exceptions to every rule. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to portray that, so I wanted to make a classy, sexy event where people could come and admire the art and have an experience around it too, where they have a really good time. And and we've done that, you know. I had my my good friend Roy Nickerson just mess message me, and he said, "No one has branded better than Epic Fighting as far as an MMA promotion." He said, "95 percent of our ticket sales came from friends and family of the fighters." And typically that's the norm. 80%, it's like, it's the, it's the family, friends of the fighters. No one has a brand where people are like, I don't even know who's fighting, but I'm going to the show. Right. And we've created that. Now don't get me wrong, 60 to 70% of the ticket sales are still from the fighters. But we have like this 30, 40% fan base that come to every show or they come to most of the shows just because they enjoy the show and it doesn't matter who's fighting, they know they're gonna have a good time. That's the highest I've ever seen for an MMA promotion on any level. And so we're proud of that. Like, we're actually branded something. I, no, I, and I agree with you. I've been very, um, very impressed with what I've seen so far and just the enthusiasm. Like, I, I, I remember seeing pictures of the crowd just, oh my God, it, it's unbelievable. And, 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 and it looks like an event. Like, even if it almost looks like an event that even if you didn't like fighting, you would want to go because it would be the best networking possible. <laughs> like, that was the feeling I got. That's exactly what we tried to do. When we first started, a lot of my friends would, were there just to support me. They were there to help out. They were setting up the apparel booth and, you know, selling the apparel to the VIPs and the calendars and just there to help. And a few of them didn't even watch the fights. <laughs> but what's really cool about that was most of them eventually became MMA fans because what happens is they were working hard, a seat opens up in VIP, and they've got the you know all-access pass, so they sit down, and they're resting, and the fight's going on in front of them. And then they get a little taste of one of these kids' backstories, a 19-year-old who's working at the dental office and his dream is to be a fighter and he trains before and after work twice a day and then this guy goes up against this big tough guy maybe he went next thing you know that person wants to see that fighter every time and is looking for more people that they want to get behind and so we've turned more non-MMA fans into fans I think than most promotions because people do come for the for the atmosphere like a lot of people a lot of the people come and they're just it's a fun event there's music there's pretty people and you can have drinks and it's fun and yeah networking socializing i would say and then they become mma fans so that that always makes me happy because you know i i think it is a, a as credible as any other sport that's that's awesome man i um so how are you so how are you branding the how, how are how is the audience 
able to get to know the fighters? Like, where they're able to get, like, oh, I like that guy. I like what he's about. Like, how are they being, are they, are you developing them or? Sometimes, sometimes there's build up. Uh, sometimes some fighters are better at promoting themselves than others. And then sometimes you meet people there. Like, you might be sitting next to a table where a couple of those people know the fighter personally. So you hear it from people that actually know them. When you see someone, really excited or really nervous, usually it's one of the two. If you, you can tell, like, all right, they know that guy. Right. You know, because the emotions get super, super uh, elevated. And so you kind of want to gravitate towards those people because they're like, all right, they've got a personal connection with this fighter, and you want to see their reaction. And so sometimes uh, the conversation will start before the fighter's up, or sometimes it'll be the people right next to you, and they'll almost apologize to you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's my best friend. I'm sorry. That's my cousin. And um, they'll start telling you things about them. So a lot of the people there will hear it from other fans, ah. which is really cool. But yeah, we, we do like a bio and we uh, you know we promote them and we try to tell a story. We have email blasts. So anyone who buys a ticket and puts their email in, they'll get emails from us. And those email blasts will tell the story. You know, so-and-so was the champ, lost his belt. Or you know, we have a really cool story of Javon Coleman who's fighting on this card. He was an undefeated fighter who never got beat in the cage, but he got beat with alcoholism. And he was down, depressed, like in the gutter. And he went to one of our sponsors, which made it an even cooler story, Genesis Recovery. Genesis Recovery put him in the live-in program. They have a facility way out in Verona Casino that's like in nature, away from everything, where you just focus on your sobriety. And he trained at the rehab facility, Genesis Recovery, every day, woke up, ran the hills, you know, trained his, for his fight. And so Genesis kept him away from the drugs and alcohol so he could focus on his fight. And the fighting helped him focus so he could get through recovery. So it was like a synergistic relationship. And he got out of rehab, he finished the program two to three days before his fight. And a lot of people were like, well, he wasn't in a real training camp. He was living in the mountains with a bunch of recovering alcoholics. He's not going to do well. And he fought another undefeated fighter, and he won that fight for the belt and won the epic fighting belt. And so he's uh, defending it uh, this Friday, which is is going to be fun to watch. And so when he fights Genesis Recovery, who always comes two or three tables deep, they'll usually go like four or five tables deep to watch him fight. Wow. But, uh, so yeah, things like that. So we make a cool little, you know, we'll put it up and let people know and send it out in email, sometimes throw it on social media so people can get a feel for different fighters and hear some of their backstory. You were talking about the respect of, sorry, there's a bit of an echo. Um, you were talking about the respect that comes with MMA. It's about discipline, respect, honoring your opponent, never talking down to your opponent. How do you feel when you see the trash talk in UFC that has really kind of become very WWE-like. How do you feel about that as a fighter yourself? Uh, I think a, a lot of it is um, exaggerated, uh, yet it, it's the business side of it. You know, you, you look at Conor McGregor, he got to where he is for two things, hard work and smart trash talk. Like, really, he, he created a personality that polarized people. There's no one who's like, uh, about Conor McGregor. Everybody <laughs> wants to see him fight. You either love him and you want to see the, the best things in the world happen to him, or you want to see him get knocked the heck out. You know, you love him or you hate him. Same with Floyd Mayweather. Now, both super talented, yet there's people as talented as Conor McGregor who will never get to where he is because he was smart on the business side of it. So I think it's, a, it's uh, I respect that. I, I mean, I get it. Like, they're, they're trash talking. Some of it is uh, more real than others. Typically, what you see, there's very few opponents. There have been very few, and there have been some, but they've been very rare, where they truly dislike and hate each other. Like, typically, what you see is, you know, hugs and making up after the fight. It's hard to, to disrespect someone who, who fights you with everything they have, and it takes everything out of you to fight that opponent, whether you win or lose. It's hard to not come out of that cage with a, without a mutual respect for each other. Right. So despite all the trash talking, which sometimes is more real than others, you'll still typically see hugs and respect after the fight. I love that. So, which is awesome. 
I think so too. What is what would you say is your relationship with the fighters? I mean, are you a hands-on? Uh, you're not the commissioner. You're the founder. What is your actual role again? I mean, I'm the I'm the CEO. Is this, my, okay, is my title creator, CEO. I'm the I'm the promoter. Um, Harvey has a more uh, intimate relationship with the fighters as far as like he's talking to them and their coaches on a daily basis. Okay. Um, I've done the matchmaking a few times, and you definitely, you know, you you you're in more communication with them. Um, my job is to uh, communicate with uh, the sponsors, uh, sometimes the coaches and fighters, and to try to get the backstory. Usually, I can get that from Harvey. Uh, yeah, yeah. So some of the fighters I know better than others, uh, but some of them I don't know that much about. To be perfectly honest with you, I'm, I'm surprised when I see them fight. I, I go back and ask Harvey, like, who the heck was that kid? <laughs> you know, spinning a real kick to the head, you know, jumping off the cage kicks and all this stuff. And and uh, I become a fan at the same time as, as other people. You know, just watching them in there. Um, and so yeah, so. I, what I try to do for the fighters on a business level is I try to get them um, product or some type of sponsorship, whether it be monetary or product, from the sponsors that we have and try to leverage a win-win or win-win-win situations, meaning that, all right, this is a fighter who there's people that are following him and want to hear what he has to say. Do you drink this in the morning? Do you wear this? Do you use this product? And so I try to leverage that to, for the sponsors, and then we try to get sponsors exposure, and the more value we can add to the fighter through a sponsor, through the sponsor, through the promotion and the fighter, the more value the sponsors are gonna give to us because it makes sense for them to continue sponsoring uh, longer term and on a bigger level. So I try to create these synergistic relationships. I've learned little tricks like the, um, like the three-way trade I've done in the business, which could relate to a sponsor, could relate to something else. Like, I'll give you an example, and I'm sure you have a lot of business professionals on here, so this is, uh, this is one that I've utilized. So uh, a real-life example of this is I had a guy who did video, right? And video can be really expensive. And so he had something that a gym wanted, right? And so what ended up happening is he was like, hey, I'll do a video for you if you let the gym become a, a sponsor, like put their name on the cage and make an announcement for them, let them sell, set up a booth. And um, because I want a free membership from that gym. And so the gym gives the guy a free membership. We give the gym the sponsorship and the guy gives us a video. You know what I mean? So it's like a three-way will to where I could add value to someone who could add value to someone who could add value to me. Sure. And so that's like one of the one of the many things that I've learned, like little tricks in the in the entrepreneurial world of uh, creating a business like Epic Fighting. I I love what you're doing, and I with the fighting, and you also have the Epic Mastermind events that you put on, which I have not been personally, but I, okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. When I heard Epic Mastermind, I was like, oh my God, another Mastermind event. <laughs> yeah, but, but this is before I met... But this is, and I say that this is before we had actually met, but also before we met, I saw the responses from the people that were coming back from the event. Mind blown. They, they, yeah. I've never, I've not heard of a Mastermind event where people walked away as a whole, like, oh my God, this was the most amazing thing I've been to. So will you mind, I know we're, I know we have the, you have the fight Friday night coming up, it's a big deal, but just to give people a little bit idea of what you're about, why did you guys, tell them about your mastermind event and why it's different and why you guys created it. Well, it was started by, um, people that met every week we met for like a year before we came up with the idea of creating an event and so we just came up since our group was called the epic mastermind and we would just meet and brainstorm and help each other we're like what if we made an event and after lots of deliberation we decided on the name epic mastermind experience to make an experience out of it um 
it's been humbling. We've done it three times. It's a once a year event. Every time was like super life changing. I keep hearing this over and over from people who've been there. The most life changing thing that's happened to me. And I keep hearing that over and over. And so we're like wanting to post like most life changing event of its kind and most life changing, you know, because it keeps that. And we're, you know, our, the, the crew is kind of hesitant. Like you can't just put the most life changing thing ever. And then I go to the uh, Karma event that uh, Nicole and Ali were like, you know what, you're already close by, you're going to be working until about that time, just just head over there. I head over there, and since I was the kind of the MC mediator, interviewer of the That's My Experience, people recognized me. One by one, they came up to me. That was life-changing. You should see my son right now, like some of them brought their kid. My son, it's the most life-changing thing that's ever happened to him. And just reiterating, like, is this the most life-changing event in the world, this little baby thing that we created? And so um, it was a really humbling experience to hear all these Karma members who went. Karma is a group of successful people. Like, you got to pay thousands of dollars a year just to be in that social setting. And so these business, uh, you know, like, best in their field, a lot of them are coming up saying, and the obviously most successful people have been to plenty of events. That's how they got to where they are. They're always right. working on themselves. So these people have been to tons, from Tony Robbins to you name it. And they were talking about how that was the most incredible thing they'd seen. That was a really humbling experience and, and really exciting. So I want to – one of the things that most entrepreneurs or business-minded, successful business people struggle with is they put all of their energy into their business, but then they lack somewhere else. What I admi- One of the things that I admire about you so much is not only does the Epic Mastermind experience, it's a huge success that ch- is changing people's lives. The Epic Fighting, which is a first-class event that you're putting on, uh, what, four times a year, is it? Yeah. Okay. You have that. We do times a year, but we, we dropped it. Okay. And then you have your real estate business, and yet at the same time, Everyone that everyone that says anything about you says you're the most amazing family man. That to me is that's living life. <laughs> like that's that's life, man. And like, how do you find time, or where do you find the balance in all of that? Because to be considered a great businessman, to be putting on amazing events, to to give the way that you give, and then also be a family man. How do you do all that? Well. crush it in my business to the, the fastest I can possibly grow, have the strongest growing and, and sustainable relationships with the people around me, especially my children, and, um, and, and everything else, right? And the answer is you can't. Now, there is time for everything. Everybody has the same 24 hours a day. So people who say they don't have time, they're just not delegating and not managing their time, right? There is time for everything, yet there's, there is no such thing as balance. So... Typically what you'll see, the people who have accomplished 10 amazing things, they have this resume where they did, you know, got an Oscar in this and then became this and then triathlon this. They did it one thing at a time, right? So you look at it like Dan Fleshman, he's done all these amazing things. At first he was just killing it with who's your daddy. And that was his life. Like he lived and breathed it and that was it. So my, one of my faults right now, I feel, is sometimes I'm doing too much. Like, you know, I, I feel like I less is more. So a, a good example of that is when I was um, in my 20s and this guy, quote unquote, discovered me at the beach and said, hey, in three weeks, I want to do a photo shoot. He showed me all of these people who have made it, like models and, and stuff like that. And uh, he was legit, right? He had all these people in men's fitness magazine and stuff like that. And I was like, wow. So what was my life consumed with for the next three weeks? Fitness. Right? I was like, oh my God, I've been working out every day. But I took it to another level because I was like, this dude's going to take pictures like me with my shirt off. So I was working out every day. So other stuff got less attention and I was super into like working out for those three weeks. Um, when I was building Epic Fighting, 
lot of people don't know this about me. They think they see me in uh, the gym pretty regularly. I went six months without going to the gym. Well, at the beginning stages of Epic Fight. Oh, wow. Right? Six months. And my kids, um, you know, I still, I mean, they live with me, so I see them every day. But we weren't going to the playground without me, like, being on my phone. Right? I wasn't playing monkey bars with them every day and all that fun stuff. Um, and so in my relationship at the time, like, I was on a laptop. Like, don't talk to me at night. I'm in the bed on the laptop, you know? And I was building epic fighting, and then once it got rolling, and I got to delegate a few things, and it was a, you know, our first show was a huge success, but that didn't take the work away. Now it's like, well, now we have another show in a few weeks. And so all my time and energy, not all, but the bulk of my energy and time went into that. Now, kids still got a little bit, and um, <clears throat> I still did a little bit of other things, but it was pretty much, you know, real estate, which I was doing, I wasn't generating any new business, I was just servicing the business I had. And I serviced it really well, but I wasn't on the phone prospecting or door knocking or any of that stuff that realtors do to get new business, right? Right. I'm just gonna take my, luckily I had a stream of referrals, I've been in business long enough and done a good enough job to where people send me business. So it wasn't balance, it was really focused on that epic at that time. And then, you know, you can focus back on the real estate or whatever it is that you're doing. So balance is an illusion. Epic fighting came from an imbalance of me putting an you know, unproportional amount of attention to it, to build it. And that's what I think a lot of people understand is that they try to not take time away from other things and, you know, oh, I'm going to build this huge company, but I only have an hour a day to do it. Chances <clears throat> are you're going to put blood, sweat, and tears into that for a while to get it going. Wow. I love that, man. I um. Well, listen, I'm um, I'm a I'm a huge fan, a supporter. I cannot wait for the fight. Um, tell everybody really quick the day of the fight, what time, and where to go, and where they can buy tickets. Absolutely, uh, Epic Fighting is this Friday, February 16th, at the Sheraton Four Points Resort on Arrow Drive, eight one one zero Arrow. That's A E R O Drive, and the tickets are at EpicFighting.com. It's an all ages event. There's a full bar for over 21. You get a discount room if you mention Epic at the hotel. And uh, did I say free parking? Yeah, so tickets are at epicfighting.com uh, and you can use code Epic for a discount on each ticket. And when is our next event? May 18th. May 18th is our next one. So if you're watching this afterwards, May 18th at the same place, same time, will be our, uh, our next Epic Fighting event. I love it, man. So hey, for coming on the show, I'm gonna give you a giraffe. And um, you cannot sell it, and you cannot give it away. Okay. So what are you going to do with it? With my giraffe? Yeah. If I can't sell it or give it away, uh, is it a baby giraffe? It's a full-size giraffe. A full-size giraffe? Uh, well, I'm going to have to keep it as a pet. Well, what are you going to do with it? It's going to, like... Put it in the backyard. I'm going to grow a bunch of grass. Make sure that, you know, I'm not going to have to hire gardeners anymore. It'll eat it. Good. Fair enough. It might have to my wolf. <laughs> Wait, will the wolf eat it? No. Okay. I was about to say, I, I can't give you a giraffe. Friendly wolf. Oh, okay. <laughs> Charlotte the friendly wolf. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, I'll see you Friday, man. <laughs> cool. Thanks for all the comments, too. You got a very engaged audience. That's awesome. Yeah, they like you, man. They're digging it. Right on. See you, brother. All right. See you. Bye. Good dude, man. Like, he's the real deal. Thank you guys so much. Okay. So, everybody listening right now on iHeartRadio and Spreaker, um, you can also see this live. You can see it. You can see my pretty face. Not really. Uh, you can see my pretty face on YouTube or on Facebook. Um, we, Facebook is where we see all the comments and everybody interacts. Nick Harris, great to see you, my man. Darius Oliver, you're going to teach the giraffe how to make yogurt. <laughs> how are you? How the heck are you going to do that? Um, <laughs> Bonnie, you're excellent. Thank you so much for joining. Lauren Harris, good to see you. Uh, Jennifer Michelle Miller, great to see you too. If you guys enjoyed that, Marty freaking Norman, what's up, man? How you doing? You guys should check out Marty's lives. He does amazing. Nick Karras, my friend, 
Good to see you. He does a couple shows. He does a great one on Friday. Um, Leonor, good to see you. Is it Leonor? Is that how you say it? Thank you so much for joining. I may need, um, I think you're a therapist. I pro- psych- yeah, you're a psychologist. I'm probably going to need my head examined. So um, if you could put your business card in the comments, uh, I need a brain examination. Uh, Heidi, good to see you. Robert Stern, Jeanette, great to see you guys. Thank you so much for joining the show. Michelle Wong, great to see you. Um, wow. I'm, you know, I love seeing you guys and it's always makes me happy to see your faces pop up. We are doing this show now directly from this page and YouTube. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I'm, but so it makes, it tickles my heart that you guys came over here and found me on this page. Morning gratitude or Joshua T. Berglund's morning gratitude. Um, you guys are amazing, and I just, um, I really am nothing but gratitude for you guys and all of the support on the show, and, you know, just, it's been successful. The audience on Spreaker's growing. Um, I don't know how we're doing on iHeart yet, but um, we're just getting started. Um, but again, Facebook audience, YouTube audience that's new, uh, good to see you guys. Welcome to the show. Uh, you guys are the best. If you enjoyed this, if you enjoyed the interview with Jason, uh, please share the video. Please tag somebody. Um, you know, help me out here. Uh, we're trying to build a new audience on this page. And so I'm just extremely grateful for all of the support. Nick Harris, you're the man. Thank you. All right, you guys, listen, make it a great day today. Um, if you have the opportunity to help somebody, do not hesitate to do so. If, if you haven't, t- I mean, I, in all seriousness, think about somebody that you haven't talked to in a while and Reach out to them and tell them that you're grateful for them, you appreciate them, and you love them. Um, and again, if you find the opportunity to help somebody, it could be a word of encouragement, it could be offering to pray for them, it could be whatever. Um, you guys, do it, do it. It's just we're, we are we are called to serve others, and we when we have the opportunity to help, we should help without question. I appreciate your support so much, everybody. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day, and we'll see you soon going to turn this off on okay yeah so this is not exactly the best outro in the world but we're going to stop this on youtube and then stop it on spreaker and then say hello to the be live people okay be live facebook you guys are amazing have a great day thank you for all your support see you soon For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro colored bark mulch from the Home Depot. Now three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro colored bark mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store.